I worried how to start hallucinabulia, because the first nightmare cluster is truly unpleasant. It set a tone I didn't like, but there seemed to be no other option. I simply couldn't figure out how to structure the book except in the way I had, so I resigned myself to beginning with material that risked turning people off right from the start. Then I was given a gift. A nightmare from my past contacted me on July 2nd, 2013, and expressed its desire that I die soon. It threatened to expose my history to the world, said I had a way of making people want to punch me, and called me whiny, merciless, paranoid, self-pitying, judgmental, pathetic, cruel, poisonous, a fucking son of a bitch, an emotional retard, a perpetual loser, a self-important snob, a moron, a stable boy, a baby, and a hypocrite. When you die, it finished, if I'm still around to hear of that glorious day, I'll have a party. What was amazing to me is that this nightmare hadn't changed one iota in 17 years. Several oceans worth of water had flowed under the bridge that the nightmare and I crossed together. We'd both experienced deaths, but the nightmare had also married become a mother, joined the Topanga Canyon jet set, and inherited a fortune. I, on the other hand, had lost almost everything and had been transformed into a dizzy, cloistered vomiter who has his brother and four close friends, one in France, one in Russia, one in Australia, and one in Northern California. I haven't seen the France-based friend in ten years. I've never met the Russian or the Australian in person. And the fourth is a musician who simply doesn't have the time to communicate with me except sporadically. But I'm happy. While the nightmare remains consumed by the psychotic rage that compelled it to try and make me kill myself, time has stood still for the nightmare. It turns its rage outward while I internalized mine. I was finally able to give up my rage on October 7th, 2011. Today, the nightmare is as full of hate as it was when I last saw it in 1996. I haven't heard its voice in 17 years. After we broke up, it would call and deliver strange, slow messages in a low-frequency roar, like a death metal singer reading flashcards. You will be sorry, do you hear me, I will make you pay, you have ruined my life, nobody fucks me over, I will get you. I could never understand why the nightmare hated me so much. We dated for only a month, and as it pointed out, I was just a fat loser, a pitiful runt, and a failure who was terrible in bed. Wouldn't everyone prefer to be rid of a creature such as me? Well, no, apparently. Because when the light bulb finally went on over my fat, runty, yet outsized baby head, and I realized that I should skedaddle, the nightmare ascended to heights of frenzied savagery that ended only when my brother Tim intervened. Though the nightmare held me in contempt, it was afraid of Tim. The nightmare was crazy, not stupid. So I wondered what to write on my website. That was how the nightmare contacted me on July 2nd, 2013. There was no question of engaging the nightmare directly, since I'm not the person I was in 1996. 
I now have no qualms about saying or doing whatever it takes to defend myself. A confrontation would have quickly escalated out of control. I might have posted a detailed description of the photo I found hidden under the nightmare's bedside lamp, for example. It was ghastly, irrefutable confirmation of what I'd suspected. The nightmare has a husband and two daughters. They saved the nightmare. For their sake and theirs alone, I didn't do any of the things I could easily have done. By easily, I mean it wouldn't have taxed me physically, emotionally, or logistically. Not in the least. But to spare a man and two small children who I didn't know and will never meet, I refrained.